कृष्णा तुभ्यम नमः टुडे वील मूव ऑन टू स्कंद एट स्कंद एट इज मेनली अबाउट टाइम द माइटी रूलर टाइम इज डिस्क्राइब्ड इन अ ब्यूटिफुल वे इन दिस स्कंद The theme of this skand is Manvantara. It describes the vastness of time and bringing in its stride discussions on the Manus, rulers of the times and some of nice events which took place in various Manus. We'll, what is Manus? We'll move on to that. Uh, and we... get to know a little bit more about karma vasanas through few stories which we'll be discussing it in this skand now what is manvantara manvantara means the epoch of one manu manu is the person who rules the world for a fixed period allotted to him one manvantara extends over a period of 30.7 crores of human years so in one manvantara there is one manu and he rules that period for 30.7 crores of human years now 14 such manvantaras make one time of brahma that is the creator so one day time of brahma will be having 14 manus ruling each manvantara and this together is called kalp one kalp at the end of one day that is one kalp when the night happens when the night starts brahma uh, suspends all his creative work and all the worlds created by him up to satyalok merge into dissolution which is called as naimittik pralaya next morning when he wakes up all the worlds worlds again start manifesting themselves stage by stage and the process of creation continues as in the previous day 360 such days constitute one year for brahma so 360 kalp makes one year for brahma and brahma's life span is 100 years now how brahma's time and lord's time is related one life span of brahma is the interval between the opening and closing of the eyes just once by the lord that is to say when the lord opens his eyes once one brahma is created and at the end of brahma's life everything including satyalok and brahma himself dissolve in the great deluge which is known as mahapralay or prakritik pralay in the lord now no one knows when this pralay will end or when the lord will start again his sport of creation to get uh, i know it is very confusing we'll go over this again like 
it is difficult i know but manvantara is the theme of this kand and it symbolizes time the manifested form of the lord all that happens in the cosmos takes place in this moment of time we are living in the, the that is the present brahma he has completed 50 years of his life okay uh, so 50 kalpas have been have been over and we are now living in the first day of his 51st year that is we are in the first day of the 51st year of brahma and we are in the seventh manvantara as we discussed 14 manvan 14 manvantras make one day time of brahma so we are in the seventh manvantara that is halfway in that also now how the chaturyog and manvantara are related each manvantara comprises of 71 chaturyog and one chaturyog as we all know has four yugs that is satya yug treta yug dwapar yug and kal yug at present we are in the 28th chaturyug of 7th manvantara in the first day of the 51st year of brahma <laughs> so after you know reading or hearing all these things we get to know we are just a little moth or maybe an ant in front of the manus the brahmas the indras and even the indra is like a moth when it comes to the lord himself now the function of the manus is to maintain world order and progress the lord appears as divine incarnations and lends support and guidance to the manus in his effort to maintain the world welfare in all spheres at the end of each chaturyug which ends with kalyug the vedas that is the books of knowledge are swallowed up by time due to negligence of men so great rishis appear to restore the knowledge by their great tap so this whole time which we heard like it is i after reading it so many times sometimes it is still difficult i also get confused so what was what because it is such a huge vast amount of time it is very difficult to keep track of now uh, in this presence kan we will be discussing few just a bit of uh, short stories uh, one of them is gajendra moksha that is liberation of the might kingly elephant so why this story is discussed the karma vasanas which you know we carry forward how can we you know get liberated from it in this story there is an elephant who is of very mighty strength and he is uh, held by a crocodile by his leg 
Gajendra means an elephant and a crocodile bites him and elephant is pulled into the waters by the crocodile. Now his mates help him but they couldn't help him much and then finally when the elephant realizes okay now I'm going to die he remembers the Lord and he tells that oh Lord help me and the Lord again with his infinite mercy rushes to the elephant's help and saves him from the crocodile now what is to understand each jiva that is us we are a mighty individual and we have an elephant and strength of an elephant in its own way we have our own lake of fasteners in we in which there lives the crocodile of spiritual ignorance now caught in the deadly hold of crocodile the elephant's life is spent in pulling and pushing around to free itself you know we go inside the lake outside the lake inside the lake outside the his mates help the elephant to whatever extent they can but they withdraw sooner or later because even they will die if the crocodile bites them it in our life also there there are people who help us to become better but only up to a certain extent now the mates represent everyone's delusions about outside help which comes in the form of wealth power relatives etc but in the actual struggle for liberation none of them are helpful the elephant who was dragged deeper and deeper into the lake then turns godward implores for his help forgetting in the process the very pains he is suffering when the jeev is convinced that is when us we are convinced that it can live no more without the remembrance of the lord the lord always comes to destroy the ignorance and embraces his devotee unto himself so it is very beautifully explained through this story that how you know we jeevas are helped by the lord all the time another story is samudra manthan or the and the kurma of uh, kurma avatar here when as we all know when the churning of the uh, uh, milk ocean was done that is samudra manthan was done the devas and asuras joined together and there in came the amrut and uh, how uh, uh, when the amrut fell uh, you know also to support the manthan uh, lord vishnu took various avatars now what they are trying to explain is the churning of the milk ocean the devas and asuras joined together to churn it right to bring out the nectar the mind intellect ego entity is called our chit which is an ocean of milk the seat of all divine achieve- achievements scattered at the bottom of its depth we have everything in us but it is at the depths the devas are noble virtues like truthfulness non injury continence etc and asuras are the powerful desires and aversions vanity strife for power and wealth etc karma vasnas is the big churning rod the mahameru and the spirit of dedication to the lord vasuki the rope of churning you know so 
it is very nicely explained how we can relate our life to that story the two opposing forces in one's heart we always have one good voice and one bad voice that is devas and asuras are brought together to churn one's own mind intellect ego entity that is the chit in a spirit of cooperative endeavor to bring out the latent qualities in oneself to bless one's own life in the process of churning when the karma vasanas slip down from the holds of dedicated work into passive inactivity the merciful lord again supports and uplifts the constructive vasanas for us so that we can continue the churning this is the sacred kurma avatar with of the lord the unseen hand which re- reaches out with its wide sweep strength to always help us in this process of churning the first to come out is the all consuming fuming poison of the terrible drive that is one's own regrets of past second is anxieties for the future and the third is excitements of the present all these are to be surrendered to the lord at his feet he'll take due care of you so after this when one continues you know the churning the spiritual practices great glories have having the aura of divinity are born out of the chit which was at the bottom and which for which is the point of liberation it is the standpoint of liberation without getting enticed by small achievements one should continue spiritual sadhana till the nectar the true self knowledge is gained but also one should always be careful about the asuras the powers of desire lust who are capable of snatching the nectar of self knowledge away so it is such a beautiful example couched in this story of churning of milk ocean now the third is the vamana avatar mahabali was a king his reign of the three worlds and the incarnation of lord as vamana to subdue him has been explained he was the king mahabali was the king of asuras and he became powerful on account of sacrifices because of good deeds and the merits derived from therefrom and the devas and their king indra after drinking the nectar became strong and spent their days in rejoicing but a time came when mahabali became stronger and invaded the heavens drove away all the devas and he uh, got hold of all the three worlds so lord incarnated as vamana and he uh, went to mahabali and he said i want something from you mahabali was very kind he said ask whatever you want he said i just want 3 feet of land from you and mahabali was like just 3 feet he was as you wish he he asked him you could ask for anything he as you know you have come to my kingdom but he said no i want just 3 feet of ground measured by my foot so the first foot he put he covered the whole world in his two steps and the third foot he kept 
over Mahabali's head as he requested because by that time he already understood that it is the Lord himself who has come. So he surrendered to the Lord and he asked him to put the third feet over, over his head, the third foot of the ground. The Lord was happy and he was blessed by the Lord and was assured the rulership of heavens. <coughs> Mahabali thus was given a boon that he would be the next Indra, the king of the gods. Like every Manvantara has a Manu, every, man, uh, every Manvantara has a new Indra also. So in this story, what they are trying to convey is that unholy demonic qualities are always at war to gain possession of and rule the heart, the kingdom of the heaven within. Heart should be the seat of the Devas. But many a time the opposite also happens, which upsets the balance of life. To remedy this balance, it becomes necessary to invoke the latent spiritual strength within the bosom so as to contain these forces. In all the 14 words that we have discussed, the jivas exist in any one of the three states of consciousness, that is Jagrat, wakefulness, Swapna, dream state and Sushupti, that is deep sleep state. Asuric culture represents total sensuousness and utter disregard to these noble value, higher values. When, my, when a man's life is, uh, you, you know, uh, comes under the rule of Asur, the nobler qualities like truthfulness, tolerance, non-injury go into exile. Now, Jiva, the mother, it laments the, this state and undertakes a spiritual vow which ignites and nurtures the spiritual forces within through Ishwar Upasana remembering the Lord when spiritual strength grows to fill up all three worlds of man's existence it measures its giant stride in two steps and all the worlds born of duality which is the total wealth of the ego Thereafter, what remains to be offered is only the sense of ego, in which Mahabali at the end surrenders at the feet of the Lord by offering his head. So, this is what uh, here it, they are trying to explain, that you should let go of your ego and totally surrender to the Lord. Now, the last is the Matsya Avatar in this story. Lord's first incarnation as a fish to recover the Vedas which was stolen by an Asur when Brahma felt sleepy at the end of the previous Kalpa that is the daytime of Brahma the Lord appeared as a divine fish before King Satyavrata and after showing him round the various spheres of the universe submerged in the causal waters of deluge blessed him that he would be established as a Vaivasvata Manu in the 7th Manvantara that would follow the deluge. We are living under the rulership of this Manu, the Satyavrata. The Lord in the uh, in form of the divine fish entered the waters, killed the Asur who had stolen the Vedas and gave them back to Brahma. So from these stories we also get to know that the uh, births and incarnations and all these things 
do happen and the karma vasanas are always carried forward so we should always aim for good karmas and whatever karmas we do we should always surrender them to the lord seeing the vast time of which we are just a very minute part we get to know that you know we we are like just a little ant in this whole universe and we also should not let our asuric qualities surface and instead our latent tendencies and our spiritual uh, evolving should be always higher and higher that is what is the main purpose of our life to become spiritually stronger and stronger and this can only be achieved by surrendering and you know putting all our karmas and dedicating them to the lord so by this we end skand 8 hopefully you like this we if you have any queries we can discuss the time thing especially the correlation of the manu kalp brahma chaturyug and lords uh, eye opening and everything uh, do write to me if you want to know something in detail thank you